0: Hi everyone, this is Joe Waters and this is Cause Talk Radio and I'm here with my co-host Megan Strand. Hey Joe. Hey Megan, how are you today? I'm awesome. Good. I heard you have some snow out there today. You
1: know, we do have snow and uh, it's lovely and it'll stick around for probably about two hours before it starts melting. So
0: there you go. Yeah, it's snowing here in Boston too. So we have something in common. For once. Absolutely. (laughs) So Megan, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, that's a fantastic question, Joe. We have a lot to cover today. I'm hoping we'll get to all of it. Um, you have a lot of great things to talk about with online cause marketing and some new tools you want to share with listeners. And we're also hoping to talk about some major, major motion pictures that have incorporated cause marketing, some of them quite controversially like the Lorax so um, lots to cover but first we wanted to tell our listeners that you can find Cause Talk Radio and all the other rashpixel.tv shows on iTunes as well as Stitcher Smart Radio the smarter way to listen to radio which you can find in your app store at stitcher.com so let's just jump right in today and Joe why don't you tell us about Swoop
0: yeah, you know, something I wrote about on my blog this week, SelfishGiving.com, is a new online service that's mainly being used for food and recipes right now, but it's called Swoop. And the whole idea is that when you are on a web page, you always get these links, right, Megan? You know what I mean? You always click into links and, you know, it takes you to another page and you find another link, takes you to another page. Well, the good thing about Swoop is you can actually hover over a word or icon and um, it will um, it will – another page will pop up uh, so that you can get additional content and what I really thought was useful about this Megan for cause marketers is think about you know the possibilities if um, you know Peapod did something with its different products where if someone scanned over a word or a product something could pop up about the Food Bank of New York City or something about community servings here in Boston or something about share our strength and they could learn some more information how they could support the cause
1: so how is it being used now you it's just a pop up window where it where yeah, it pops up and gives you more information.
0: Yeah, so the way it's working now is it pops up and gives you some more information, and you know we're all familiar with these pop-up boxes. You know we've seen them before. What's different about Swoop, which I think is interesting, is the content is personalized and customized uh, based on your location and your search history. That is so huge. If, yeah, so if you're in, um, you know, if you're in your area out there, a west, and and uh, you scroll over something and it pops up. Uh, a food bank in your area would be different from the food bank that popped up in my area. So that's what I think the the real value is in something like this.
1: So is it a, but what is it? Is it a platform? Is it some sort of software application? I mean, is it just um, will you find it on certain websites? Because um, there's a company, I believe it's called InfoLinks that I've seen this on, and, and they do in-text advertising just to begin with. Yeah. Um, and what they do is they're on sites like TMZ, yep. uh, really, really highly read uh, kind of pop culture sites, and same thing. It's like inline advertising. They did something for Breast Cancer Awareness Month where you hover over mm-hmm. the word breast cancer that happens to be in an article, and this little pink box pops up, and it's essentially an awareness driver for yep. the cause. And then they did something for Movember that was similar. So is right. is that what Swoop is like? Like you're going to yeah, find it on it, a website? It, or... Yeah,
0: it definitely is. I, I think it's I think it's very easy to use. They actually are offering the service free right now, and uh, all you have to do is install a piece of uh, javascript on okay. your web page okay. so that you can do that and um you know there's another service out there too megan it's called Apture. and it was actually just acquired uh, by google and uh you know it, it essentially does the same thing the only really re- reason this really came on my radar screen megan is because um swoop is a boston-based company uh, okay. so i only explore as you know boston- i know
1: you're totally yeah. partial to boston I mean, companies it, yeah.
0: so you know this could be be totally happening in the rest of the world but if it's not happening <laughs> in the center of the universe that is boston it doesn't exist you know well so. and,
1: you know we could literally have an entire show about different cause marketing tools and platforms because quite frankly i'm sure you see them as often as i do but you know really they're a dime a dozen as far as i'm concerned i mean there there are lots of different um tools that people are are publishing and i think what's nice about swoop um and i know we wanted to talk a little bit about benevity as well but what's nice about or at least it sounds like what's nice about swoop is that you're not asking people to go to a separate platform you're embedding it into right. somewhere yeah. where your customers already are. Is that
0: accurate? Right. Yeah, exactly. And you know what's kind of cool about this too? And I actually saw it in another model too, Megan. If you go to my blog, Selfish Given, and read the post on this, I actually have a screenshot that shows that when this box pops up, it actually gives you an, the opportunity to share it on Facebook or Twitter. Now, there is an additional po- potential for nonprofits too because you could do a fundraising campaign around that. There was now a defunct site called Endorse for a that I wrote about on my blog, and essentially what they were doing is putting a little piece of code on web pages so that when people clicked on them and sent information or sent details to Twitter and Facebook, the company was making a donation. So Mm -hmm. what I also see with Swoop is the opportunity where people could connect on Facebook and Twitter, uh, share the details of whatever product or service or item they're looking at, and then the company can make a donation to the cause based on that because that referral to their network is useful and powerful.
1: Don't you feel like at some point, however, I mean, I I completely and firmly believe in the future of embedding Mm -hmm. cause into everyday life. And I know you do as well, but don't you feel like at some point in the future, it all has to centralize to a certain extent. I mean, you can't be, I don't know. I just feel like, even though you're presented with multiple opportunities every day to share or to link or to click or what have you and somebody's going to make a donation, I feel like at some point it's got to centralize to a certain extent so you can know, you know, maybe it's all in text advertising, I don't know, so that you know, you, you start to recognize it and you know what it is.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's... Yeah. It, no, I think it, it is. It just I, gets
1: confusing I, for consumers. Right. I mean, well, it, there's, yeah. There's so what's much a person to do? There's so much out there.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, I think what we're seeing, too, is a lot of these things becoming standard on uh, computers, too, and on um, um, Internet software so that when, you know, we're scrolling and browsing and looking around the web and stuff like that, a lot of these things are going to be standard instead of something that's just on one site but not the other. Right. And I think that's kind of the big challenge. I mean, you know, one of the things from an online cons- cost marketing perspective, which is interesting, is we see very little, um, you know, point of sale. Uh, cause marketing exactly. with e-tailers. And what that means is, folks, is that when you're checking out uh, from an e-tailer, you get an opportunity to make a donation to a favorite cause, or the company will make a donation to a cause on your behalf. And you just don't see that on the top e-tailer sites. I mean, a notable exception are people like Photo mm-hmm. and GoDaddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that give you the option at the end of the transaction to round up your purchase or, in actually in GoDaddy's case, they actually match the donation two to your favorite cause. Well, actually, they give you three causes to choose from, Megan. Uh, but, you know, that's something that we haven't seen a lot of. And that's actually something that Benevity is trying to um, uh, address, you know, a Canadian company. And, um, of course, within eBay, there's another thing called eBay Giving Works yes. uh, that is helping companies give that's online. That's a Halo
1: Award winner last year. Yeah, they won our absolutely. Golden Halo Award. Yeah, yeah no, it's... And- I, I, I absolutely get where you're going with this. I mean, it's it just has to be part of this bigger picture. And iStock also, you know, and there are lots of sites that do, um, you know, have the iStock model where, I mean, iStock is a bunch of photographers, right, mm-hmm. uploading images. And they also give, on the back end, I believe, they give the photographers the, the option to donate as well.
0: Yep, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, what, what I think, too, and what I often tell people about, and I think this reflects this, too, is um, to think small in the sense that uh, this is about small gifts. We're gonna find lots of different small ways to give you causes in the future through the internet and through the mobile. Um, It's about local causes Mm -hmm. uh, because so many things will be personalized Mm -hmm. to our area. Mm -hmm. And then I think the key too is even though we're talking about online cause marketing, the real future is in mobile cause marketing. So a lot of the features that we're talking about right now will be on your mobile devices soon enough.
1: Absolutely. Well, speaking of online cause marketing, we did a whole entire episode on Pinterest last week. So if you want to listen to that, go back into to iTunes and access that episode. But we did want to have a, a little bit of a, a conversation about Pinterest, right? You had some yeah. other stuff yep. you wanted to say. Well, Joe did don't... this fabulous webinar this week um, on Pinterest that we'll link to in the show notes Um but, I mean, you had some follow-up with that, right? There were yeah, a well, of you know what's so interesting
0: had... is I am amazed at the appetite uh, of nonprofits for Pinterest. And I was joined by a couple of great people um, in that call with philanthropy.com uh, from Amnesty International and the Dave Thomas Foundation. And, uh, you know, it's just we had 1,800 people on the call. That's unbelievable. That's huge for a webinar. So many people. <laughs> and you know what I think is so interesting about Pinterest, though, is uh, it two things is the first thing is you have people all the time asking, is Pinterest appropriate for me? And that kind of baffles me, Megan, because I think to myself, of course it's appropriate for you. It's a visual pin board. You should be able, as a nonprofit, as any brand, to be able to tell your story in a visual way. Now, if you don't have time for Pinterest because you're focusing on blogging or Facebook or Twitter or whatever platform you consider important to your organization, that's really important. But don't tell me that you can't do Pinterest because your cause is not appropriate because in my mind, you're not a cause and you'll certainly never be a good brand.
1: Well, and there you have it. Yeah. Straight I from mean, Joe's mouth. No, well, that's and, right. Well, the you other know? thing we, the other thing we should say is that we got a great email this week from Laura Gonzo from cause media group who sent us, and we'll put this in the show notes, who sent us an email. It was a blog post written by, I believe it was an attorney, um, who ha- her, I think the title of her post was something like Why I tearfully deleted my Pinterest account So she's raising the issue That there are some things within the Pinterest Terms of use um, Essentially they, they are Saying in terms of use that you are either The sole and exclusive owner of the Content that you make available or that You have the license to share it And so that means anything you pin from other People's websites it means stuff that you repin um, And you know and, and the, the parallel this attorney Is drawing is between Pinterest and now Napster, because yeah. Napster, you know, there there were companies that went after Napster users. However, you know, the thing that's a little bit different that Nolan actually pointed out... Um after reading this article was that in Napster, you're essentially taking people's content. You're taking people's music. But in pin- in Pinterest, essentially, you're giving a link back to a website. So why wouldn't Land's End want you to pin their pants that you like on your Pinterest board? So So anyway, and I know you have some strong feelings about this as well, but we should just... Tell listeners that that's something that's that's out there as a concern. Yeah, and
0: I think you know, and I I think, and you know, one of the things that you made me aware of too, Megan, is I didn't realize with Napster that some users were indeed sued um, Mm -hmm. over that. I knew that the you know the the, you know that Napster itself was sued, and the music industry really went after them. And I suspect too that companies, if they're really concerned about this, are going to go after Pinterest on this too. Exactly. You know, one of the things that I had heard too was that um, Pinterest was working on an unpin button and what mm. that means is is that you you cannot pin certain content like for example if you try to pin something from facebook you can't do it right now oh, so it, interesting. There, yeah so i mean that will give uh websites the ability of course that doesn't stop you from taking a screenshot mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then uploading it that way uh but you can't pin right directly from the site
1: well, I think that I think the example used also had to do with photography. Mm. Um and I could see it also with graphic design, you know, people that um it, that's a big hot button with gra- graphic designers. Their work is their uh intellectual property. So, you know, to take that, to do a screenshot of somebody else's something and post it to your board, I don't know, maybe they're
0: not going to like that. Mm. Um so No, I mean, hey, in my mind the whole internet is illegal. <laughs>
1: That's actually a good point. <laughs> you know, so, We're all going to jail.
0: No, that's right. We're all going to jail. So They can, they can, they can come and get me. You know I mean? so,
1: you're going to be the first one they haul away. That's right.
0: That's right. <laughs> Just don't put me down with my family. You know? Oh, you're so funny. All
1: right. Well, let's talk a little bit about um, major motion pictures and cause marketing because I have I have started to see this quite a bit. And as you know, I am constantly trolling for new cause campaigns for our cause update service that we push out um, several times a year. Week, But I've seen more and more of this uh, cause marketing associated with major motion pictures. Um, The first time, this isn't the first time it happened, but the first time I personally wrote it up um, was a campaign for The Help, which was a movie... That was released last year, um, but the the campaign that I saw was Feeding America and The Help, and it was for the DVD release, so they're trying to draw attention to the DVD release, um, and then, let's see... They were DreamWorks was trying to reward people for donating to Feeding America, and they DreamWorks matched dollar for dollar what was donated to Feeding America. They also had a Facebook implementation as well. So that was the first time that I actually personally had written it up. Um, And then lately, the biggest one that I've seen is has to do with the movie The Lorax, which Mm -hmm. is of course Dr. Seuss's book, and it's got this lovely little environmental message about saving the Truffula tree. But, so there's been a couple of campaigns that have come out around this. The the most controversial and and public right now is Mazda. Mm -hmm. So Mazda is uh, uh, the only car company that's Truffle-A-Tree certified, and they're using this Lorax co-branded campaign to promote... Wait
0: a minute a car tree certified
1: i honestly got it it does say that it says it i'm not kidding it's like this weird little seal and they actually did i think two spots like a 30 second and 45 second that they co-did uh they co-produced uh with the lorax who let's see um so you know but what's happened is that people are crying foul and saying that this is complete greenwashing Mm. um there was uh, an article I read yesterday that said on YouTube this this commercial this that had the Lorax characters in it with the Mazda car kind of that was Susified driving through the commercial. It got one hundred likes and eight hundred and fifty seven dislikes, and so people were oh. freaking out about it. Stephen Colbert even made a joke about it, oh. saying wow. it's a hybrid in that it uses uses both gas and olein.
0: <laughs> um,
1: and now there's a Change.org petition asking Mazda and Universal Pictures to remove the advertisements. Um, oh, so that's yeah. that's a little bit of a backlash. There's some, but there's the, the Lorax is one of those movies that just really has a compelling cause message built into it. Um, so HP also has um, an advertisement around the Lorax saying that you're when you're choosing HP printing products, you're choosing them more environmentally friendly. They actually mm-hmm. have a couple of certifications that might make it.
0: Yeah, uh, more legitimate. You know, I haven't mind. seen. You know, it's interesting with the movies. I haven't really seen any great examples yet of. Um, you know, I actually wrote a post some time ago about cause marketing in the movies and the way some causes use movie theaters to raise mm. money. And most notably, the Jimmy Fund here in Boston raises hundreds of thousands of dollars every year, working with I think it showcase cinemas in this area mm-hmm. uh, to raise money for their campaigns, and they do it very well with a uh, with an ad before the show, a preview and then they go around and collect all this but i just haven't seen a lot of great cause marketing yet you know i don't think people are putting a lot of thought into it um you know because they're you know they're just kind of slapping these campaigns together and and you know they seem very generic and obviously as you pointed out not very authentic
1: yeah i mean i think that's the the concern and i think what's happening is is i mean as we know cause marketing has caught on quite a bit so I think people are using it again like for a DVD release for movie launches just to, to bring some additional eyeballs and some additional attention uh, to those major motion pictures so um, Good Scout Group also wrote up a film uh, Tyler Perry's latest film called Good Deeds mm. um, and that's a, they're doing a campaign with Covenant House um, and let's see the giftcardgiver.com where you can you know donate use gift cards and they mm-hmm. get donated to Covenant House. So so anyway, there's there's just a bunch of examples that have been circulating a little bit. So I think I think you're right. I think that we have yet to see something that's real, unique. Um, yep. but and you feel like from a major major motion picture standpoint, they those those film studios should be able to pull something together so we'll we'll keep an eye on that for everyone
0: yeah, they should really be thinking about how they can do it in a much deeper way a much more connected way that would mean more to consumers and you know and I think that they'll probably come along on that end too and you know as we know too there are just so many cause movies coming out now too uh, that that's a great opportunity for people too I mean you know we you and I the other day were talking about I forget what the name is but the movie about the three whales that are stuck under the ice mm-hmm, and stuff like mm-hmm. that and, you know, the environmental and animal message that kind of runs through that, so.
1: We shall see. They just needed yeah. a Joe Waters to help them out. I think that's, that's what right. they
0: mean. <laughs> yep. get to, let's get those fish out and eat them. That's what I say. <laughs> yeah. <You know? laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. So anything else we need to talk about today? I feel like we've covered a lot of ground in a short time.
0: Yeah, no, we, got, we talked about three good issues today. Uh, we'll get the show, na- show notes up to people so that they can, uh, they can check those out, and we'll have a lot of good links for people. And, of course, everyone can find me at my blog, selfishgiving.com, and I want to remind you, too, of that chat I did with philanthropy.com uh, that you can see uh, the chat. It was one of the text chats. Megan, you know, oh, it uh, was. people ask questions okay. and stuff like that. And then you try to tap, you try to type like 90 words a minute uh, to answer <laughs> all the questions. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, but you can actually see the transcript for that on the philanthropy, philanthropy.com site.
1: Fantastic. And we'll definitely include that in the show notes. Um, we'd like to remind everyone to subscribe to Cause Talk Radio in iTunes so that you can make sure you get the most updated episode every week. Um, also, want to give a big shout out to RashPixel.tv for hosting and supporting Cause Talk Radio. You can find me, Megan Strand, with the Cause Marketing Forum at causeupdate.com or at tweet, tweetCMF. And I think that's it for Cause Talk Radio today. Thanks so much for being with us.